Welcome to another edition of the Top Lines and Tales podcasts, kindly sponsored this week by Harbro, suppliers and manufacturers of quality livestock nutrition. A few years ago, I was privileged to chat with some of the most important Angus breeders in the country, and they don't get much more important than Willie Robertson of the Nightingale Herd in Pershaw, Worcestershire. Willie has since passed away and the herd dispersed quite recently. But with his daughter Angela's permission, here is a recording from when I caught up with him in January 2013. We'll open up with talking to Willie about his uh, Nightingale Aberdeen Angus herd and how he was one of the pioneers who really did fetch the breed uh, back from near extinction. You are obviously one of the, the more important men in the breed, as you as you yourself certainly in the last in the yeah. last 25 to 30 years, or since the breed came yes, back. In the last, you know, we're really what we are. We're we're breeders of cattle. Yeah. yeah. We, as opposed to a lot of them that are uh-huh. that are just uh, buying embryos and, and looking for sort of. Mm-hmm. The big thing of the D and all that, yeah. and that you know, the genetics come into an awful lot with me as well. Yeah, and yeah. I, I studied all the old breeders mm-hmm. and how, how they accomplished what they did, and that. Mm-hmm. I follow that. Today, not many people are doing that, no. and, that, and uh, no. they're, they're making a huge mistake actually. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And well, where's home originally? Oh, it's uh, home's the Persia, up in uh, uh, it's up in the way in West Persia, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, between Perloch and Aberfeldy, uh, really up in a place called Kilmacranach, which was where, I, where we uh-huh. came from originally. Uh-huh, okay. And then our forefathers, they came from Speyside, where the breed originated from. Yes, of course. And uh, the, the, the Robertsons that was in, uh, that originated, the Georgina family was a direct descendant of mine. He was William Robertson of Aberlauer. Mm-hmm. The, 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 if you look in the history book too, you'll see the Alan's a Ballantome, and they were also related to us as well. Oh, right. the, the mothers were Robertson there. They, so, but we, we, we moved uh, from from Persia down to Stirling, well, 20 years of Stirling. Okay. And that's where I started to breed them. I bought the first animal in about 1960, I think it was. Okay. And uh, I just bought it with my savings. My father was a, more a sheep man, and uh-huh. he wasn't interested in the cattle. Right. So I had a job to start, you know. And, uh, and uh, when I did that, um, I bought an animal for like 200 and then I got, I got the 400 from for the bull and then I bought the next one at 400. Oh. And then I bred a bull, I, I, I took it in 63 to Perth and it was a year old and um, uh, he made 3,000. Oh wow, that's Which was like 35,000. And mm. he went to America. What was the name of him? Garrick Ehrman was he, the man that was judging supposed to be the best judge ever in the world, Dr. Herman Purdy, you okay. know. Pennsylvania State University, and he and another two guys, uh, Carl Paterno from New York and uh, Billy Wilson from, and still going strong, still didn't show and Carl, Billy Wilson, they bought it between them. Now, and an interesting thing about that was, is just, there was 800 bulls there that day, and they were all sold about a year old, and uh, the the judge was Bob Adam and Yota Glams, who was mm-hmm. f- famous then, and uh, and there's a chap called, you know him, Keith Bromley, which is the shoe people, you know mm-hmm. Bromley? Keith Bromley, he started an Angus herd and he bought, he had bought a lot of females from Bob Adam at that time for 2,000 apiece, which was like mm-hmm. 20,000 apiece. Yeah. And then he bought a 27,000 guinea bull mm-hmm. then, which put that into way over 100,000 a day or something, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he had said to, uh, but it said, well, I'll, need, I'll need to sell something off the place, you know. So. So he was down in Hampshire then, he says, come down and have a look, and George Cormack was there, and so that he picked out three 
which I call the throwouts, uh -huh. to sell. Right. And I bought one of them, and I put it in after a 400 guinea bull, and I came to Perth uh, with that bull. The same day as he came with the first crop of the 28,000 guinea bull, right. the 10 bulls there, and off the, all us dear cows, dear females. And uh, he had a top of 500. And I bought the bull from off, off that. He had ten bulls off that bull, and I got five hundred was the top. Uh -huh. And off the throwout, throw I had no three thousand. You had the three thousand one. Uh -huh. So that was what. So that's that, that, so that's that of a new house cow, but it came, that came from Romney. It, 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 no, this one wasn't a new house cow. It was another right. one he had bought as well. So okay. that's probably why they told him to throw it out. You know, you see, but uh, so that was when I, that's the first start. That's when I went and, and I had him tremendous. Fettle and everything because I knew I had to do it, but mm -hmm. that, I, 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 I was my first attempt. Yeah, uh -huh. not a bad go. No. Not a bad go. And uh, we've got I've got pictures of them all that you mm -hmm. see it. And, Garrett, but, uh, Garrett, so that Garrett. was the start. Yeah. And then I went to well wilderness for a while because we couldn't get the big ones. And then I, I, uh, well, Alexander, the, the exporter, he was a great exporter. He yeah. was the best of them all at mm -hmm. the job. But I was standing one time at the, the, the sail ring and and I was I wrote notes in every bull I saw and you know through, I saw that day whether it was in the stalls or whether it was going through the ring. So he says, Can I have a look at your your catalogue? And he says you look he says, You know, you've always got identical notes to me. So he started to talk to me, he says, Would you like to come to the Argentine with me? Right. And he says you could uh, you know, you know, I'm always looking for somebody to take on the business. So I, so, I, so I went with him. Okay. We went to the Argentine the boat through the Bay of Biscay. Uh -huh. oh. Did you go down on the boat, really? Yeah, yes. With the cattle? Yeah, yes. Uh -huh. We said it's a bulls and boat. But no, we went from Liverpool. How long were they on the boat? Three weeks. Yeah. That one was its maiden voyage and it was a sort of record too as well at the time. But it was three weeks on the boat. Thirty bulls on the top and the, the, I as you got, when you threw the Bay of Biscay, it was oh, mm -hmm. the roughest place in the world. Yes, would be. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was I no sick? Oh, I thought <laughs> I was going to die. Just the and then when you, once you get in the Canadian beyond that, then you, it was like a mill pond. And the, then you keep taking the boards off them and they're just left with the four. They're on the top of the deck. Okay. And you just have this, because it's so hot. You just have a cover on them and let all the breeze in your car. Ah, right. And they okay. used to say there'd be always an odd one would die just with the heat. The, yeah. You know, with the, I've heard one or two are pushed over the side because they weren't right. fertile. I don't know if that's true or well, not. Well, I think that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's absolutely true. Accidentally fell off the edge. If the one wasn't up to scratch, that's. Uh -huh. they, they would get rid of it. Did the cattle that you took down there, would they be chances cattle? Would they be bought already? Because some of these. They were all, they were all bought mostly at Perth. But some of these boys would buy them to, to turn them around, wouldn't they? I think. Some yes, of these the, 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 the exporters did. Uh -huh. Mubarak was there, was an expert yeah, at that. They'd buy them and gamble yeah. them, yeah. Yeah, he did. He yeah. did that. Mubarak was the expert at uh -huh. that, and uh -huh. uh, he took a lot for customers too. <laughs> we, went, we were down on the boat, and we had three uh, three short horns from Ireland. Uh -huh. boat, you know, and when I, I would send them, we're going in about the equator, and I said to Mubarak, "You never told me you bought jerseys." Jerseys? <laughs> never. Well, I says. This one out here's got a ring around its nose. <laughs> and he goes out and he looks at it and he says, Bastards! He says, I've swapped the bull in me. 
and he says, and they're all photographed, you see, uh -huh. they have to be for going. To go on the boat, will they oh, photograph? Okay. He says, okay. Right, don't tell Mrs. Alexander anything about this, he says, but let's, let's get the picture. Uh -huh. And when we got the picture, it was all blurred. Oh, is it? Oh, is it the bastard that swapped it? <laughs> he would take that for... for Rudy Fraser was telling me that about a bull that was swapped. He said when he saw it down there, he said it wasn't the same bull that they Oh, no, 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 that's yeah, right. No, no, that but happened. I was in that boat that when I went to that. Really? I, 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 I drew to his attention. Uh-huh. And the 66, Fantastic. I... Fantastic. All right. Uh, the last person to go. Uh-huh. Because that was the finish of it. Because the foot mouth stopped at all, you see. And I took all the kids and, and their mother down the next year. Yeah. We flew there, didn't we? And how many of you on the boat, Willie, besides yourself? Just me looking after him and, uh -huh. uh, and me with Alexander. And he's he, was, he was on the boat with you? Oh, yes. Oh, right. oh, I thought, oh, I thought he'd fly back home and leave you there. No, no, no. no. He went down and stayed too. And, and, uh, and uh, oh, no, he, oh, he had a grand life. Just, uh, Where was he from? Uh, he was actually from Stirling, uh -huh, right. but his wife was from Ireland, west of Ireland, and mm. he registered in Ireland, so he didn't pay tax okay, and all yeah. this thing. And, uh, oh, she was a character, I'll tell you. <laughs> And uh, I didn't realise too that Mowbray would go. When, when we were there, and, and I said, where is Mowbray? Oh, he says he's away. He says away out to a stanchia there to see something. No. He was on the batter. Hey. And he disappeared in the booze for, for, for a week or something. Did he really? Oh, I can buy it, you know. That. But oh, he was a cracker. He was uh -huh. good. I learned an awful lot from him in the uh, right. job. Uh, and he would do that every year, wouldn't he? He did that every year all his life. Yeah. He was an old man. Uh, he was the best at buying and reselling. But he bought a big lot in commission too. Uh, bought, yeah. bought for, He'd have enough to cover himself. Oh, but he'd lose on a few by all accounts. Oh, oh yes, they would do. And, mm. Oh yes, I. You know, they would definitely do that. He was pretty shrewd at buying. Uh, he had me go round in the morning. He says, you go round at the Perth, he says, you, you, you're up before they're up. And you, you, you kick the bull up, he says, and he's standing in his working clothes. Well, I heard that tale. Huh? Brushed up or anything. I've yeah. heard that tale. They say that um, um, when Bert Taylor was telling me, him and Henry Derwood, I was chatting to the other day, and they said that in those days that you'd be the third stockman. And he said the, second, the, 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 the stockman in the afternoon would go to the pub and never bring you on the third stockman. He said, you sat by the beast all the time in case that Argentinian man came back because he'll, he'll wait till you're not there and come on round. Oh. So he had to stay there. And keep the right. Every oh, time he stood up, got him breathed up. Right. right through the night, he said, oh, "You've got to sit there." It's ridiculous. Early in the morning, it was a cat. Because they said once that Stetson came round the corner, they were oh, the American boys. Yeah. That's it. You, oh, you, you were. He, oh. he got his notebook out. You were in the money. So, oh, yeah. oh great days, I would say. Oh, they, 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 the old days have all gone. Yeah. But the old market. On a, on, a, on a Sunday, the whole of the town came round, and everything was spotless. Uh -huh. I mean, it was absolutely immaculate. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Everything was kept. Immaculate. And they used to walk the bulls down the street in those days, didn't they? Well, previous to that, they, walked, they showed them out in the street. Yeah, yeah before yeah. that. But they, as you said, they'd have eight hundred bulls in those days. Uh, on, 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 I've, I've seen a thousand. But, I, when I was there in '63, uh -huh. the year of the big snow. The year of the big prices. Aye, uh, that was the. Was that not the Lindertis bull made? Is that 63? Right. It, was, it was? Yes, it was. You know. Because they said he didn't breed, but they kept him in case he would. No, well, he went to America, but he didn't. America, rather. I don't know why, because they fed him, the, uh -huh. the old drug fetter, they fed him an arsenic beforehand. Oh, is that, yeah. yeah I that's that. why he didn't. I heard that tale. They used to feed and arsenic to make him grow the hair, didn't they? That's right, and, and he had poor hair. Mm -hmm. He was real poor hair, uh -huh. but of course, at the day, they managed to get the hair up at that time, but yeah. that, the, the arsenic. If you, they feed them, you can only feed them for six weeks before the shoot. Yeah. You can only do that, and then you would only need to feed them a handful of grub. Uh -huh. And they would do, and the, the hair would beautiful, uh -huh. just you know, beautiful hair came up, and the condition of them, and everything, you made perfection. I remember Davy Smith telling me that about the arsenic, and I was gone, but I didn't realise it happened. But him and Jim Donald, I got drinking with them one night, and they oh, said about they put the arsenic they needed in these to get the hair growing. I'm nothing they, like they, it. They fed them for, uh, and yeah. you see, yeah. the blistered. <laughs> he used to put brown paper over them, mustard and blister them too for the hair. Really? Oh yeah. 
When they bless them, what do they put on them to do that? They, they, they kind of put mustard and stuff in the yeah, road. Yeah, that's When I was in the Argentine, uh, the, the, the wall from Los Montes, who had a, a famous herd there, that 3,000 cows on it, and, uh, and they, they uh, took me on to be their advisor. And I went for a couple of so years after that, until the foot and mouth stopped it all, which uh -huh. is a blame. So what happened was I I was there to begin with, mm -hmm. and I, I nobody's cattle were there, you see, getting looked after, stationed there anyway, and I was looking after them, so I started to help them with their cattle. The cat, yes, and I went to, I was on the stancy and I was looking after, so they said to me, I was, see, I was there for three, four months, so okay. they said to me, could you work on our cattle, just advise them, because it was a big, there was 70 folk there employed, and we had... 70 folks? Right. Yeah, we had, uh, we, we sold uh, 600 bulls, Jesus. you know, mm -hmm. and the... Out of how many cows did you say? 3,000 cows. cows. And they were all AI'd. Ah, were they? Really? Oof. Eh? That'd be one of the biggest outfits there, or they'd no, be bigger? No, that's huge. No. La Danesa has 10,000 pure yeah. cows, 100,000 cattle, you know. Oh, really? No, they're big. Yeah. And that wasn't a big place there, no, no. but it was still big, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they had offices in Buenos Aires, and they had, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they drew the semen on the farm and, and uh, off the bulls and the, the whole operation there. So anyway, so I, I worked in this bulls, and I said to them, this day and now I says, you've got a calf here, a, a calf. What they take, the, no, sorry, they, they have two bull sales and then they take the very top ones to put the, the big Palermo show and they, right. they take maybe six of the top bulls mm -hmm. and, and then six calves or something mm -hmm. like that. And they, so I was working at the cattle and I said to them, no, you know, you've got a calf here that I, that I believe I could fix it up and you could win with it. Oh, no, you think so, yeah. But I says, you need to sell them. Oh, we never sell calves. Mm -hmm. Why would we want to sell them? Because he's a fly catcher, he's rubbish. Uh, right. But I says, uh -huh. I'll, I'll fix him up for you. There's a lot of hair in that. And I watched calf champing with him. Oh, yeah. okay. and, they, and they sold them. And I said to myself then, there's no way that I could mm. breed cattle and cheat folk. You know what I mean? Yeah. I set out my stall then. Yeah. No way that I could do that. No, I now, I went to Palermo. And they were expecting to get 19 million pesos. They took 49 that day off those, those six bulls. Really? So, yes. Okay. And, and we won. I won. I won tickets for them all, and I won uh, four firsts and two championships That's as well. Right. Okay. So then they wanted me to come back every year to to do that, and I went back to the foot and mouth. So they mm. blamed us. And then, of course, they cut off all connections with it. When the Argentines stopped buying, it was just literally overnight. Oh yes, yeah. they stopped buying just mm. overnight like that. But the Americans stopped buying at the same time. Well, the Americans had, yes, they, they, had, they, they had stopped maybe, what do I think of it, just about the same time before that. And, and, then, and then what happened then was, you see, uh, the Americans, they, they all thought that there was no advantage because their cattle was their mm. cattle was getting good. so good. Yeah. And we were getting small too, you see. Yeah, you that's, know what that's, I mean? that's what I understood. And the Americans were small too, going yeah. that way at the same time. But our cattle, were, with the, from a small gene pool, they were just breeding them smaller yeah. just by... And, and, and so, yeah. so that, so... Uh, and then I came back home, and uh, then we, we we moved down here. Had you got a herd of cattle already by then, or just? I had uh, a cross herd of sucklers, oh, right, okay. and I had one or two pures, but I could never, I could never get into the right ones. And I, I realised that we had to change the cattle then. Even then, yeah. And then yeah, yeah. Oh, there was another thing was they had a bull there, 
And uh, I said, now you've got a bull out here, I says, and uh, what are you going to do with him? Oh, is he too, uh, too big and too, uh, too this and too that? Well, I says, he's the very bull you should be keeping. In Argentine? Aye. So, what are you looking forward that? Because I says, that's the future. They kept him and they sold him for 19 million pesos really? to TI. Really? And he was, because he was a, a wee bit more stretched than yeah, you know. Yeah. I, saw the, I saw then that we had to change. Uh -huh. And I was frustrated at home with the cattle because I knew the cattle from... My father's time in the commercial world, when they were, they were, they were unbeatable because they, all the glens up there in Persia, West mm. Persia, where we came on Speyside, they all kept uh, suckle cows and they were tied in shippings, you know. And the, the, the cows got the straw and the turnips and, the, and, the, and then the, 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 they were sold in February, the, the mm. calves, at, at special sales in Aberfeldy, which was then the the, the 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 people that fed the cattle then got you know they sold the biggest bulk of their cattle at Christmas time and then yeah. they were they need to stock up for the next year again mm -hmm. for selling over the year mm -hmm. so that was a great sale and yeah. so I was brought up to you you used a short horn bull mm -hmm. and then to get some heifers and then you went on with the Angus for three or four for five for six years and then you and we put the short horn back in again which is to to, 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 to make you some of that stayed in the pure as well I think certainly going back the way I think from from what I gather I mean, yeah, yeah well yes and uh, so that uh, I saw this and I saw the whole breed go down the hill and mm -hmm. I thought oh, this is ridiculous mm -hmm. and so I I really set out to try to change things mm -hmm. then even even then, then yeah yes, yeah. How many um, females do you run here now? Well, we're putting 80-something 80, 80 in calf this year. Oh, yeah, 80, okay. 80, so 80, in 81 in calf. We won't keep all that, but I mean, uh, we'll, we'll put that in calf. And we've been running between 60 and 70. You're, you're a man who, who, who trades on finishing, finishing your cattle off grass, but you have got some good grassland here compared to some of the, well, some of the highland hills. That, that, that is what we are. That, mm. That's the cattle's built for that. You've got, but you've got some of the best grassland well, here to, to yeah, finish them on. It is, it is very good for and that. And what acres should you have here? Well, we, we're not big now. We, we're 160 acres here. You know. But it'll all be, it'll all be well, low, all lowland ground here. Yeah. We're designing cattle for grass. Yes, yes. But then you then started putting a herd of cattle together here. We you started, came here in 71, you we started, Yeah, we, we, brought, we brought the first cattle in here in 75. My wife and I came here and we... Uh, it's, it's a wheat, you know, we, uh -huh. we all crop and that, but we had enough grass where we had a... We used to rent next door there and we had a... We reared a hundred... A Hereford Frisian heifers, you know, and, right. and, and, put, and then put an Angus bull in it. Uh -huh. and we carved them, mm -hmm. hundred of them. Mm -hmm. We sold, with 120, we sold 20 to somebody who wanted to buy heifers. And uh, I tried a short horn, I, I bought four, I bought four, four, five cows, heifers that was in calf to a, a, a Hereford bull just to see how they would calf. And they're the bad carbon, so I put an Angus. So I decided not to do the Hereford, right. but I put the Angus on them. Okay. I was concerned about so you had an idea of going into Hereford when you well, came no, down? Well, Hereford cattle a, country, isn't it? In case it was with a suckler, maybe that's Hereford they were wanting here. Yeah, yeah. But it, it didn't work at all. Uh -huh. And the, the, we, have, we, 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 we carved a hundred here, and we, um, when we sold them at Banbury, a, 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 a suckle calf sale in uh -huh. Banbury. It was yeah. a, a good suckle calf sale there. Yeah, it used to be. And, uh, it was a, the worst, well, the whole backside had dropped out the, the beef job for that month, for yeah. a few months, you uh -huh. know. And, uh, and we, sold, we sold some and we took home the rest and we, we fed them and we sold them at Kittyman's in the spring. Uh -huh. fat, okay. and it was a hell of a trade by then. Yeah, yeah. It was only for that several yeah. months. Yeah, that's and I, to I said to myself, well, if the, the government don't hear a damn about this, the, the whole thing, you know, more or less collapsed at that time. So we... We, we decided, right, 
and we'll, we'll just sell the cows and we'll heifers to it. When I say I sold 100 cows here. Really? Did you hear? And uh-huh. I sold the hay 80 pound a ton. Did you? Yes, well, you know. That'd be worth a bit when, when, when the cattle uh-huh. cheat the hay's deer, or uh-huh. you know. So, yeah. so that made it up. Yeah, and then sure. we went on a holiday to 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 Calgary. My, my wife's sister has been in Calgary all her life. Right. We, we went to Stampede. And we, st- we went, and here's this Angus show, and here's this big field. So this is what, about 78, 76, 77? Yes, it would be in, uh, uh, that would be about 70... Seventy-four, okay. seventy-four, and we, we went to the Calgary Stampede, and we, gosh, I said, this is what we've been looking for. This kind of cattle. So before we left, we bought three heifers. Oh, did you? Okay. Calf. On the spur of the moment, almost. Well, yes, I bet. But deciding, well, this is what we've been trying to do. Here it is. So we better yeah. take this back. Yeah. And so we bought three heifers, mm-hmm. and two of them were from Blackborough, and they, mm-hmm. they were, that was in Jill. That was in Jill. There have been a few. Canadian Angus in, in the country by then were there? Not the, many. No, not no, many. There'd no, have been no, one or two. No, just a one or two. Not, uh-huh. not, not a. Okay. Um, you know, the, but I know no, no, um, Eastfield uh, brought some earlier on. Yeah, and, the, 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 yes, and uh, John Moores. And John Moores, that's right. In, uh, yeah. And Boogie Graham. That's right. He was the Gump- kind of first. John Campbell Graham, yeah, 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 yeah. He was the kind of first guy to bring them in. And uh, he, he bought in a, in a lot. And, and did you study the pedigrees of the cows that you oh, bought did, from them? I did, I did. Before you I, brought them in? Because oh, some I, of those would be crossbred at some stage, or they'd, they'd be outcrossbred no, to something they, else. They, or yes, something. you see, there's a big problem right mm. there. Is that they, they, they were cha- the Americans decided that they had to change their cattle at yeah. that very time. Yeah. And they came up, and to do it fast, they bought whole herds and took them to Canada. And uh-huh. they bought, came and bought any big bulls that was in Canada. had to change them, you see. Yeah. And they, so we... And then the, and the, 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 they were changing them, and so therefore they're, they're also Americans who were doing things pretty fast. And yeah. So there's a lot of funny cattle going in too, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I stuck to the old line uh, Canadian breeding, which was excellent. You know, Can I ask you a question here? Why do the Canadians keep them big all that time when, well, when I, the rest I, of the world I, took I, them I, down? No, Can you answer I'll that? give you an explanation for mm, that. Okay, I'd love that. Uh, previous years... Uh, when they were coming here, the Argentinians, um, the Americans, the uh, New Zealanders and the Australians, mm-hmm. the Americans wanted this smaller joint and they, they had this indigenous kind of big reiki cattle, you know, yeah. and the, the longhorns, whatever we call them mm-hmm. today. So they were buying smaller cattle and they came to this country and so they all they all went down the road of small cattle mm-hmm. and the Argentine did the same. Yeah. And they're all the world did it but Canada. And the mm-hmm. reason that Canada didn't do it because the Americans and the Argentinians give the big money. And then next, uh, the next league was the, the, the New Zealand's and, and Australia. And they were, they were below them giving the money. And then the Canadians were just ranchers with no money. Oh, and right, they okay. came and the, what was cheap was the big car. In this country. So did they buy some big, some cheap big cattle from this country? Do you yeah. think going back into the 40s, go, 50s go, maybe? Uh, yes, going right back previous to that. And you see the, the cattle at the turn of the sedge, I'll show you pictures of them. The cows were up at, let's say, you know, 1,900 pounds a ton, you know, a lot of the cows. There. And yeah. they were, when McCombie took the, 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 the Angus to the Paris Exhibition and he won the, the Paris Exhibition, they were the biggest cattle in Europe. So they were big. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm so, aware they were big in the past. So, so oh, absolutely. The Canadian, the turn of the so, century. So the Canadians couldn't, and they were ranchers, and they had to get the cattle that worked for them. They couldn't buy those weed. Good explanation. You know, that's you. one of the main reasons. Oh, that they, okay. they, they could never give the money against those other guys, no. you see. So it was like 
I, I always remember Bob Adam telling me this old chap uh, from Argentina, his name was McDonald, this chap was, and he, they had the sheltering below a tree because there was a mm. thunderstorm came over, you know, and there was a kind of a big cow meamber past, you know, and old McDonald said to me, he says, you know, Bob, that's the type of animal we're looking for. Well, he says, I'm bloody glad of that. He says, because that's the one I want to sell. Yeah, you know, because yeah, he, yeah. he, he was selling the big ones. Yes, absolutely. And that yeah. was the ones he didn't yeah, want. Yeah, absolutely. You understand? Yeah. Uh, so that that's my explanation of Right, it. and why they kept the size they, when they, they kept were... They the size. And then the same with us. In yeah. fact, they saved the, they saved the world's cattle, yeah, the breed. Yeah. They absolutely saved it. Mm -hmm. there, was no, there was no question about it. And they had great herds of cows in for mm -hmm. that. Okay, so you, you ended up being out in Canada, and the, the, the first three cows that you brought, you said you'd studied the back well, breeding and, oh, and yes. traced it back to, to where oh, you were. Absolutely, and, mm -hmm. and the, the, that was in July, and uh -huh. they arrived here a bit, I think maybe before Christmas or something, and they, they'd come across 3,000 miles across Canada in a wagon, and then they were in quarantine, and then they flew across the Atlantic, mm -hmm. and then they came from Heathrow, and the three of them walked out of the, the wagon as if they'd come down the road just... just okay. and, uh, and not long after they carved, and all carved. Wow. Can I ask you what? Not what they cost, but what do they cost to ship them? Would it cost more to ship them than the cattle cost themselves? Not then. No. No, it wasn't too bad. It, no. Eventually, it would cost them about a couple of thousand to, to ship, but but early on they, they were not. They weren't costing oh, half okay. of that, you no, know. Right. And the hmm. the and the best of it was the carved, and I said, "Well, we haven't paid this." So I phoned the guy said, for God's sake, send an invoice. He said, we'll need to pay this one, you know. Uh -huh. The animals aren't paying us, you know. <laughs> but I bought the two two from one place and one from another. And one... In the back breeding, did that go back to Scottish breeding? Oh, originally, yeah. yes. Oh, yes. yes. To what? To, to how long ago oh, before this cattle came well, in? Well, well back. Well back to almost the turn of the century. Uh -huh. The Carvalis Prince is one that would be an awful interesting one because they're awful good here. So the first three cows had obviously got you hooked, and the fact that you got them over here and they carved fairly easily. And That's right. What did you get from them? Did you get some heifers out of that to keep you, keep yeah, you going? Yeah, we did. And we, had mm. a, we had a bull we took to Perth, and that made the second top price, which was 12500 and it went to Bob Adam at Sainsbury's. It was his last bull he used uh, right, before okay. he sold up. And then previous to that, we, we took another, we took it earlier, the, the October sale, I think it was, we took bureaucrat lad and Neil Massey bought him, and that was the top price at the sale. By and, and did you then start looking for big cattle over here, or did you just concentrate no, on knew Canada? None. No, I knew I know, I know, I just concentrated. Because I know Eastfield managed to find a bull. Um, you were saying he found a bull down in Northumberland that belonged to his brother-in-law or something, yeah. and brought, managed to get a pedigree on him and brought him back in and upbred, well, that's right. upbred from that. But you didn't go down that way. No, no, because they weren't. That 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 wasn't even good enough. No. To tell you the truth. Okay. You see. There, there's, there's, there's a list of all the cattle we've imported. Okay. But that's the first we see Black Brown Georgina and Corrales yeah. Princess. Yeah. And that was in 75. Ah, okay. And that Georgina bull was champion at the Highland right. and was reserve champion at the Royal. Okay. And we beat it with a bull at the Royal. Okay. Right? Right. So it was reserve champion to us at the Royal. And it was champion at the Highland, that, that bull of Georgina. She had 13 calves. That average three thousand three hundred and something, okay. you know, and now that's where I'm going to come back to find it. So you started, you obviously with the three cows. You're then an enthusiast, yes, and, and, and you then got and we, we back kept, over there with yeah, the money that you're getting right, and to pick some more. That's right. We kept going back and by. Uh -huh. We bought forty altogether. Forty altogether. Uh, yeah. A big, little, big number of bulls too, and they, they, mm -hmm. they, all the bulls. Are, well, they've nearly all been successful. Have they? Uh, without it, with just one, and I think, as you say, I think there was a bit of short horn in there. 
But uh, he 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 did all right too. But I mean, he wasn't what he he, he was champion at the mm -hmm. Royal. But I mean, he didn't breed the way that we expected. That. Well, there were some of the a lot of bulls are champion at the Royal have never bred anything, so well, you won't be on your own. There. The most of those show cattle are no use. That's and the right. day mm -hmm. is, they'll have to do something about it because mm -hmm. it's wrecking the breed. Because I tell you what, you go to a show, we've carved every animal here for forty years, a two-year-old. Everybody in North America does that. Some uh -huh. of them are not even doing it yet. No. But you'll go to shows and you'll see a two-year-old class of heifers going round the ring, big, because you can't get them big enough and kind of plain and mm. kind of steery looking, and not a calf in sight. You know yeah, what I mean? That's true. And they, they're mm. going to have, well, they mm. are making attempts to change that. Yeah. But they should have done it long mm. ago, uh -huh. you see. See, the, the big problem is to the, the Germans who we don't watch are going to pass us because they, for example, the Myostatin, they uh. take zero tolerance of that. If you've got a heifer, that's the way that's not got a car for 27 months, doesn't get registered. Oh, really? Got okay. It's taken out of the book. And that means that it's 24 months old that have got yeah, the car. When I went there, I went there with John Moore, so I could say, oh, I don't know, 15 years ago, we were invited by the mayor of Heidelberg, and it was to this Angus farm and the Schumacher's farm, Freddie Schumacher, and he had a restaurant and he had, a, he had an Angus farm there. And when, I, when we went there then, they told us then that they've got an inspector that goes round and if they come in and say, say they come round in September here and they saw you creep feeding your calf, they would disqualify Because they want the cow to do all the job even for up to 10 months. They, they have got the mall slaughtered by a year old, you know, that's what they yeah. So the cow does 10 months and they've only got two mm -hmm. months of feeding. It's a different demand for the beef, admittedly. Yeah, so you understand, that's a cattle air breeding, they're yeah. a bit of a way ahead of us. Yeah. They do the breeding mm. job and, and mm. they're very good at reproducing yeah. themselves. But and you, they are easy fed cattle. You did show your cattle for a while, though, didn't they you? We did for yeah, a bit, yeah, yeah. just uh, to get going. But we soon, there was no, there was no future in that. Because you finish up breeding, you know how many sheep breeds have been ruined by, by, by showing. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. So I, we discarded the showing altogether. And uh, because of that, because we were focused on breeding for the real world. Okay. For, the, for the commercial man, mm -hmm. well. Just going back to your early imports, the Youngdale bull was the Hogan? No, no, it was very, very difficult to, to get bulls. When we bought the cattle, it was a hell of a job, because it, uh, if, uh, if they had been vaccinated, you couldn't take them in. And then, yeah. and then they had, they, they tried to prevent, they had a rule then too, if it was shifted from one farm to another, you couldn't take it. And they had a rule if it was American, in the pedigree, you couldn't take it. Really? Yes, Why was that? Oh, yes. I don't know. It was just to... <laughs> Some way to prevent. You couldn't get cattle from America at all, could you? Not no, you no, no, not no, you couldn't no, get them from America. Because the blue tongue. Yeah. So I had a struggle. I, no, no, I bought, I bought a very good bull. I was lucky. A transformer was a, a bull called Transformer, who was by sixty, was the first bull, and it was. But the only reason I could buy it was this bull was because everything was right about him. Uh -huh. Hundred other ones I looked at wasn't. You know, okay. I can't remember why it was, but anyway, he was, he was an interior. And the, the, but I bought a good a bull called Cuddlob Cerberus. At, we, we took him to the show at the at Malvern, Three County Show. And anyway, there's a little old guy came along, and Davy Evans was in the next stall. And this little, little guy says to Davy Evans, he says, This bull, he says, Who's this bull? Oh, he told him. I said, Well, he says, I'm going to tell you. He says, of all, I looked at all the cattle, all the continentals. He says, this is the best carcass animal in the show. In the show. And Davy said, What's your credentials? You know. He says, I've been the greeter at Hereford Market for 40 years. Oh, well, that's a good touch. <laughs> yeah, that's a good So that, that was one of the, mm -hmm. And then now the Queen Mother hired him. And uh, yeah. the joke was she couldn't afford to buy one, you know. But, uh, <laughs> so, and 
two years, and she, uh, she used them. And another, a few years ago, she went back to. They got that frustrated with what they're doing, and they've lost the place completely. They went back to using him to get the females. Oh, okay. uh, he was a great female breeder, uh, right. but that was the early days. Yeah. The, uh, the first one, really. Uh-huh. Uh, the first one. So, uh, so it was very, very mm-hmm. difficult to take. But, t- but, t- but t- you also would have at that time, and you say you study the pedigrees, but you ended up with in your 23 families, I think you'd say, yeah, in, right. within your herd. Uh-huh. So it must be very hard to find a bull that clicked with all of those, or unless you're using different bulls well, on all of them. Some of them, some of them we've faced out, some mm-hmm. of them have moved on. Well, you know, when I, when I talk about line breeding, it's a wee bit different than a lot of people understand. Uh-huh. If you, I, I noticed in, in, in Canada that the, the cattle that worked awful well was if you had a third of it, say, Y plantations, well, and a third of it, maybe, say, Emulus, or, or maybe Rita or something, yeah. and then if you had two Americans and then you had, you had the, then a Canadian, both line Canadian breeding, they worked a treat. Did they? Okay. Because they would be all breeding for the same type and uh-huh. same thing, you yeah. know what I mean? My mm. answer to you is you can have different pedigrees and still be line breeding because it's the, the built the, it's the background from f- so far back that they're, they're all arriving at the same thing right. sort of. Okay. Although those three were not connected, the the, America, the, the wild plantations never ever put American breeding in there. It's all from this country, and the, one of the last was born of Frampton down mm. in Bridgend, and he. Uh, that the emulous there was an open day there one day, and the, the emulous guy was there the man that bred the endless cattle. And he says, I don't know what all you boys are looking at, but he says, there's the best carcass bull in the, uh-huh. in the, in the yard here. Uh-huh. And he's looking at the sires, you see, and it was old Board of Frampton, and uh-huh. Board of Frampton won Smithfield more times than anybody ever. Really? Okay. Uh, for the carcass. And okay. he, in fact, the city of London gave him a cabinet to keep, keep all the trophies in. Presented him with a cabinet, he had so many trophies, <laughs> and it was mostly for carcass, you see. Uh-huh. Just going back to the white plantation uh-huh. for a second, were you, did you go there? But Angela went there. No, Angela was there and uh, she had the book signed by the old guy too and uh, we had correspondence with him and that she, she corresponded a lot with him. Another interesting thing with him, when the, when Black Watch Farms came and bought those animals at 20,000 or 30,000 here, uh-huh. then the Black Watch looked in America for, for something big and here White Plantation was the, the biggest. And they went and they bought a bull at Wild Plantations, which he usually would sell for oh, two two thousand dollars. You know, he, he gave him like four hundred thousand dollars. And the, the old man has got it in his book. I think he says there was um, there was three full brothers, and he says the uh, Black Watch bought the first one, and then the second one was a smaller bull, so he, he kept it. And the reason he kept him because nobody wanted to buy him. But it says on reflection. Would have, would have kept on, yes, there was something about him, he said. And then the third one was the big one. The two big ones never bred at all, and we went bred all the big cattle. Now, my theory is the big ones were genetically spent, as you would say, that's the far as they would go. But the wee one contained Just the genes to make those guys that size. Yeah, and so, yeah. the, the, so the one at one plantations did uh-huh. the job, and the other two didn't. That's you fascinating. That's uh-huh. an interesting thing, yeah, isn't it? Because you always, you always got to find an answer for it, I think, uh-huh. anything like yes, that. Yes, And that's my theory anyway. They has not got that theory, but they did that wine plantation. There's one or two of those wild bulls that are myostatins, double muscled. But you see, every breed, even the Highlanders got myostatin yeah, in yeah. Every breed has got it in, mm-hmm. in them. And mm-hmm. it's if you start to concentrate, you start to get thicker and more muscle, it yeah. just develops into double yeah. muscle. Does it, and uh-huh. I think it just naturally develops yeah, for yeah, some reason yeah. into that. Uh-huh. And uh, because the idea mm. is it uh, to do is to, to select ones that's not carriers. But uh, 
We mustn't go down that route at all because it's all about marbling. The whole, all America, everywhere, even Europe is the same, uh-huh. and the Japan and the whole lot of them, Far East, uh, it's all about marbling. Yeah, because in America they paid for marbling, aren't they? Let me tell you another okay. thing. The Tesco's did a blind tasting of all their meats, and Paul Westaway from down here, yeah. through Blade, was asked to put three heifers in, which were Angus Holton heifers in for the test. Uh-huh. And the result of that was Tesco's words to them was, we've been blown away with this test. Uh-huh. He says, 92% of the testers picked them all of those three really? And it was all about marbling. Uh-huh. And you see the Holstein marbles. Do you know something? It's excellent meat. Is it? Oh, uh-huh. Absolutely okay. excellent meat to eat. Now, they'll be going down the marbling route. And, and you know, I don't know why waitress didn't do that, because I was in the negotiations where they started off a long time ago with waitress, uh-huh. and I went through to, the, to, to their head office. And in the head office, there's a chart of marbling from America, and there would be, there'd be, there'd be about eight different grades of it. Really? Okay. And they all were talking about it, but yet they haven't done that. And no. I, I think that's a failure of right. you too, because I think they'll have to do that. I'm there's no supermarket wants an animal heavier than 350, and they're bringing it down all the time. Yeah. And so therefore, coming down the road, that's mm. the way it's going. And, uh, now let's just wind back and talk about some of your cattle. Yeah, the, the the Hogan Bull, because he's done you a lot of good, isn't he? He's done a tremendous good. Mm-hmm. He, was a, he goes back to big skies, doesn't he? He goes back to, yeah, and, and, and his sire was the Denver champion, two right. years in succession, uh-huh. and got the number of one millionth. They reckon that he's the best one that ever came out of him, so they reckon anyway. And uh, he was, uh, he won at Agribition as a calf, I think. Reed and I went back over, and he was at Barry's, and the guy that had bought him, uh, he had... Barry had kept a share of them, and the guy had bought them, he'd sent them back to Barry to get semen of them or something, right? right? And I said, I saw, we saw the bull, and I said, look, I want to buy this bull. Uh-huh. And I didn't, I was negotiating for months after I came back with the guy, and I got it at last, and uh, the bull from him at last, you know? And uh, that was a really good day's uh-huh. work we did for that. But uh, yeah. he's he's the cornerstone. The other one that's been yeah. a great bull here is, uh, is Lancer. We Anderson, Mountain View. But okay. then, of course, there's somebody else. Well, I'll tell you yeah. about him. Fanfare, he was at Fanfare. And I saw him in a stall just next door to Youngdale, and I, mm. I thought, oh, well, he's a kind of big boy. He hasn't got much flesh in him. I thought, no, you know. So I never paid any attention. I saw him out in the ring going round. Uh-huh. Oh, he just mm. walked like a big shire horse, you uh-huh. know, and a great yeah. walker and yeah. that. And uh, I thought, well, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy this bull. So mm. I, I, when the guy came out in the ring, I followed him down and bought him. And when I was coming back, there was a commercial man had him, mm-hmm. and, he, and he's a big commercial man, and he phoned up Anderson in September, and he said, look, I think I have a bull you could win with here. Uh-huh. And I bought it from you. Oh, so come up and see him. So he went up and saw him, and he says, you're right. Mm-hmm. So he took him home, and so that was September, and, and Farnfair was in the, the end of November, I think, right? And he, he phoned the Hereford man up too. He says, I think I have a bull here that you could win with for Hereford. Uh-huh. Hereford was champion, was it? Uh, and and this one was reserve champion. Uh-huh, right. And if he had been fit, he would have been overall yeah, champion, yeah, yeah. you know. And, but he says he took him back, and he just threw a halter on him. He'd never been a halter before, and he says, but in the afternoon I was walking him around the pen, really? and he was a quiet. He weighed fifteen hundred kilos. Did he? Fifteen hundred. Oh, oh, fifteen hundred uh-huh. kilos. Uh, but he's he's uh, every bull you if you got females, you can put any bull you like him, you'll get yeah. good with it. He's the one that's. He's been a very important he's, he's, role. He's, yes. His yeah. females have been a backbone, yeah. 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 yeah, okay. Let's move on and talk about Nether Allen Peter Pershaw. Of course, it isn't your prefix, but... Uh, no, because uh, he's, all your he's a friend of ours. Uh-huh. And, uh, 
He had bought a couple of cows from us and he was starting to get going and he had a bit of bad luck. He couldn't get, no it wasn't our cow, but he had this difficulty and I said, oh I'll give, I'll give you some embers. That, and I, I don't think I put a charge on him, I give him, I give him two or three embers. And uh, that's how he got that nether alum. So the, em, the embers came from here. Right, okay. And it's the same, the bull that we've got over here was out this, the, the, that's out the same flush. What had happened was that this guy from Jerusalem, he wanted to buy the six best cows in Britain. Uh -huh. He wanted three of them from here. Right. And I sold them two, uh -huh. which was, and I took embers out of them. Ah, right, okay. And then sold them to him. And they, in fact, the mother died there this year, 18 year old. And they, they and so that's how that's happened, you see. So, okay. Because uh, he is, I mean, he has undoubtedly been the, the, the bull that stamped the biggest mark on the oh, breed in the last three, four years, anyway. Definitely, Everything, as he yeah, said, yeah. Into, to the point where there's probably too much of him, or, or a lot of him. Well, about, there's, hmm. there's not much else, that's the trouble. No, no, see, that's, 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 that's the worrying thing. Off stuff, you know, I don't know where you uh, go. You and know. he's by Anconia Elixir, is that right? He's by Elixir, yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And again, Elixir through the breed, he's through oh, your, through your breeding in, in, in yeah, a fairly, yes, fairly extensive way. Can you tell me about Elixir? I yeah, mean, I know. Yeah, Elixir. Yeah, he's Elixir's been a, a, a success, and I'll, mm. I'll, I'll tell you uh, about him. He's been a very, for me, he's been a fairly consistent breeder, and he has bred. You know, uh, the calves not so good as he figures now, but they were pretty reasonable calves, and milk was good, fertility was good, etc. Uh -huh. And the and the growth and the carcass was good, and the growth was good. So mm -hmm. he he brought all those good things in. You know. And, they, and how did she find him? Oh, she went to America and bought him. She said to me that he was the he most was famous place in America. Uh -huh. And she went there. She go, she was friendly with him and went there to their sales. But she went there and and uh, she bought the bull. Yeah, she bought it. The bull stayed there, no, but all the semen. So but, uh, and she owned the semen rights on her own, does she? Oh, yes. Oh, well, oh, she lived very well out of that. Oh, I, yeah. and, and there's a vi I've got a video of him. Mm -hmm. And uh, we saw all that video, first of all. Uh -huh. And uh, so, but having said that, He's worked best of all here, uh, and that's Hogan's daughter. Right. Now, wait, I'll tell you now. Uh -huh. The background of uh, Peter Pershore is the 39S cow, and the 39S cow, the first World Forum in Canada, uh -huh. they didn't have a big show of cattle. They put up a show of the best representatives of, of calves, of uh -huh. cows, of a heifers, of a bulls, mm -hmm. uh, young bulls and two long to put it. And she, this 39S cow was picked as the, as the ideal cow for, for, for Canada, for the World Forum. Okay. And she was on demonstration. Uh -huh. She was bought by a syndicate and put on, up on demonstration. Right. And I went to Canada the first time to Youngdale, and I saw this awful good calf and this cow. Uh -huh. And I said, could I buy this calf? And he says, you can. And uh -huh. he says, there's a problem, it's got growth in its, in its throat and its <coughs> windpipe. And he says, well, we're going to put it into the veterinary hospital, see what can be done. Uh -huh. So, he, you know, I was home here, and a while, a month or two later, he phoned me. He says, "No, he says the bull is they can't do anything about the throat." Well, oh. so I says, "Can I buy the cow?" Uh huh. So I bought the cow. All oh, right, okay. So that's how good the cow was. Yes. She was yeah. into, so that's the granny of of Peter Pershaw. She was, uh, and the forty-four cow was out of her, which is a, it's the mother of them. That was my Hogan. Yeah. And I reckon that's that's the combination. Willie, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast, which was kindly sponsored by Harbro, suppliers of quality commercial and pedigree feeds and expert nutritional advice. Visit their website or find them on Facebook for more information. 
And while on the subject of Facebook, why don't you visit the Top Lines and Tales Facebook page where you'll find photographs and more information to back up this episode.